Welcome and thank you for tuning in to Journey to Purpose podcast, your source for Christ-centered girl talk and inspiration. I am your host, Ilana Major, and I hope that you are as excited and inspired by this message as I am. Let's get into it. Hello, 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 everyone. Great morning, great afternoon, great evening to you. Whatever time it is that you are listening to this podcast, I want to say thank you for tuning in. If this is your first time listening to my podcast, um, welcome and thank you so much for tuning in. If you are returning, thank you for coming back yet again. As you guys know, we are on the topic of forgiveness. I want to title this week's uh, message for encouragement, Forgiveness Part 2. And if I could put a little clause (laughs) or a um, subtitle next to that, it would be Acknowledging the Pain of the Offense. Okay, you guys, I feel like there is just so much to cover on this topic Um, I have so many notes. I'm hoping and praying that I get to all of it. If I don't, we will continue next week. But I am going to be reading on today from the book. um, Well, first of all, the Bible. You guys know that I make sure that everything that I speak on this podcast, I try my best to lessen my opinions and I try my best to make sure that everything is um, biblically centered. And so on today, I want to actually start out with um, a Bible verse, but oh yeah, I am also going to be reading a bit from the book, The Bait of Satan by John Bevere. If you guys don't have this book, have never heard of it, oh my God, if you're working through forgiveness right now in this season, might I suggest that you pick up this book. Again, the name of the book is The Bait of Satan. All right, you guys. So I want to begin by reading um, Luke 17 verse 1 and here is what it says then said he unto the disciples it is impossible that no offenses should come but woe to him through whom they come okay you guys so as I am looking at that verse I am so reminded of the fact that no matter who you are in this life, as long as you spend some type of time on earth, as long as you develop relationships with people, um, you are at some point going to encounter something that offends you. You are going to encounter a reason to be offended. You are going to have a person whom you love that in some way offends you. And so um, Jesus is letting us know that that is common, that There's no one walking this earth who has not had to endure this, that this is something that is common to every Christian, common to every man, every woman, and all of those things. And so as I get more into this, I want to read you guys a little excerpt from the bait of Satan. And here is what it says. The Greek word for offend in Luke 17 verse 1, which we just read, comes from the word scandalon. This word originally referred to the part of the trap to which the bait was attached. Hence, the word signifies laying a trap in someone's way. In the New Testament, it often describes an entrapment used by the enemy. Offense is a tool 
of the devil. Let me read that again. Offense is a tool of the devil to bring people into captivity. Paul instructed young Timothy saying this, and a servant of the Lord must not quarrel, but be gentle to all, able to teach, patient, in humility, correcting those who are in opposition, if God perhaps will grant them repentance so that they may know the truth and that they may come to their senses and escape the snare or entrapment of the devil, having been taken captive by him to do his will. Okay, I want to try to explain very plainly what John Bevere is saying here. In essence, what he's trying to get us to understand is that when someone does something that is hurtful to us and we assume the position of being offended, that position, that attitude that we take on, the enemy is able to use that and that the enemy will use your being offended as a way to keep you captive. And here is how. You guys, I want you to think about the last time someone did something that offended you. I want you to think of a specific person who wounded you. I want you to think of whether you have to go back to last week, to yesterday, to an hour ago or years ago. I want you to think of a particular offense. Now, you guys know, depending on what the offense is, <laughs> that our typical reaction is not usually positive when it comes to offenses. There are lots of us who will raise up when it comes to an offense. There are lots of us who will curse some people out. And so as you think about a situation where you were wounded or where you were offended, I want you to think about how you reacted to it. Did you um, immediately forgive? Were you able to move past that offense quickly? Or did you um, give them the same energy that they gave you? Did you, did you keep that same energy? Did you um, give them what you felt like was due them as a result of what they did to you? How did you respond to the one who offended you? And most times, <laughs> we're all still growing. I want to be clear on that. But in most times, we are naturally wired to exchange an offense for an offense. We are naturally wired to say, hey, an eye for an eye. We're naturally wired to say something really nasty back to someone who has said something nasty to us. That is the trap of Satan. Because now that you are offended, he is able to use you with the emotional state that you are in to do his bidding. Now that you are offended, you're ready to wound the person who wounded you. And for some of you guys, not only are you ready to wound the one who wounded you, you are ready to wound people who had nothing to do with that particular situation because you're full of so much rage, so much anger, so much bitterness. And for those of you guys who are dating and single, you are totally understanding what I'm talking about because you know what it is like to be wounded by one person, but then to inflict pain on other people who had nothing to do with the wound that was created. Um, you guys know exactly what I'm talking about because 
we have all gone through something that was painful as it relates to romantic relationships. And then moving on and moving forward, found it difficult to be as open, found it difficult to be as vulnerable, found it difficult to be as kind and as pleasant and as loving and all of those things. When the people who we're moving on with, they had nothing to do with the original wound, but we're still finding ourselves um, sort of punishing them for the, what the last one did. And so um, I just wanted to give you guys an example of how the enemy is truly able to use us in our offended state. Even when you think about stories that are in the news, um, when you think about road rage incidents, road rage incidents are really big. Um, think about people who have gotten cut off and who have followed people in anger, um, harming them in some type of way, how in their offended state, they were pliable in the hands of the enemy. And so this is why the Lord is trying to get us to understand that not only is offense common, offense is something that we are all going to experience. And so he wants us to be warned of that and for us to understand that the, uh, being offended and walking about and moving about our lives in an offended state, he wants us to know that that makes us pliable in the hands of the enemy. And as I was thinking about um, tonight's, um, tonight's or not tonight, but today's lesson, I began to think about how difficult offenses are because most time when we are offended, it's not people who are far from us. It's not people who barely know us. It is often the people who we love the most. In this life, you will experience pain as a result of an offense and often it will come from the people you least expect because they are the ones that you love the most. John Bevere says it, and I think that we all know this, that the closer the relationship, the more severe the offense. Um, that only those who care, uh, who we care about can actually hurt us. Typically, if someone says something online, we don't, we might get a little irritated, but we don't get affected and offended the way we typically do when it's someone who we love who is tearing us down. When it's someone who we love that's not showing us support. When it's someone that we love that spoke ill of us behind our backs. When it's someone that we love who is in some way hurting and wounding us. And so I wanted to read to you guys um, a particular body in scripture because there is a man in scripture who knows what it's like to walk with someone closely yet be betrayed by them, to walk with someone closely and have things in common with this particular person and still end up wounded by them, to walk with someone whom they loved most and whom they trusted and never expected that a betrayal would come from. And that particular person is David. Here is what David says in Psalm 55, verse 12, I'm reading the NIV version, and this is what it says. If an enemy were insulting me, I could endure it. If a foe were rising against me, I could hide. But it is you, a man like myself, my companion, my close friend with whom I once enjoyed close fellowship at the house of God. As we walked about among the worshipers. You guys, listen here. 
<laughs> David is saying, man, if, if you were an enemy, I could deal with you differently. If you were someone who I already knew was my foe, this would be a whole nother situation. But because this is someone who walked closely with me, when he talked about a man like myself, for some of you guys, um, I want you to just think about the fact that David is saying, this is someone who I had close ties with. They shared some type of bond because them having some similarities. And so for you guys, it may be, man, we came from the same bloodline. We came from the same household. We grew up together or we lie in the same bed together every night. We share some type of some type of bond because of the connection that we had, because of what is similar and common to us both. Yet you are the one who has offended me. My God, I'm telling you guys, it is true that the closer you are to a person, the more deeply offended you are. Offenses can truly, truly, truly be painful. Offenses can ruin relationships. And I want to pause for just a moment and say this. I feel like I have to say this every time I am talking about forgiveness. You guys, I want to share with you what forgiveness does not mean. Forgiveness does not mean that the relationship goes back to how it was. Because if you forgive a person who has not changed, who still has the same mindset, who will still harm you if the opportunity comes about, if you forgive them and get back in the same relationship with them, then they are going to harm you repeatedly. And the same thing is probably going to happen repeatedly. I want you to think about your relationship with God. When you sin against God, <laughs> the fellowship in you guys' relationship usually changes. And so what forgiveness is not is, okay, you did all of these wrong things. You were abusive to me. You have had 10 affairs. It does not mean that I have to remain in the marriage with you. That is not what forgiveness means. Forgiveness means I no longer hold this against you. Forgiveness means when I see you, I don't wish harm upon you. When I see you, there is no ill will wish towards you. I no longer want to curse you out. I no longer want to bust the windows out your car. <laughs> I no longer want to um, speak negative things about you. I want to move about this life having peace concerning you um, and, and everything in my own life. That is what forgiveness looks like, that there is a sense of peace concerning that person, even though they have inflicted some pain on you. It means that I have no desire to ruin your reputation and let everybody know what you did anymore. I have no desire to see you pay for the thing that you did to me. I'm really good on it. That's forgiveness. Okay. And so I want to get to the meat of what I'm really talking about. I just had to make sure that I laid a good foundation before we got into it. You guys, I want to talk about acknowledging the pain of the offense. What I see that is very common, especially in the black community, is a temptation to shake it off or to be unbothered when we are offended. And I believe that that is truly, truly toxic Toxic. I believe that that breeds um, a generation of people who are broken and bitter. 
And so um, I think that it is important for us to admit that we are wounded. When we think about what David was saying, David was admitting that he was that he was hurt and he was saying, I'm not only hurt, I'm hurt because it was somebody so close to me who I never expect, somebody who walked with me. And what David was talking about, I forgot to even bring in, put emphasis on this. He said, with whom I once enjoyed fellowship at the house of God. He's like, man, we went to church together. We worship together. You're saved. I never expected this out of you. I'm sure that somebody is listening to this who has been hurt by someone inside the church. I'm sure that somebody is listening to this who had a spouse who was supposed to be a man of God or a wife who was supposed to be a woman of God who wounded you. David is saying, I understand. And so David is actually being vulnerable to express the pain that he's in and to talk about why this hurts me so deeply. And so for us, I think that it's really, really important for us to acknowledge the pain of the offense. I want you guys to know that there is nothing wrong with admit, admitting that you have been wounded or hurt. So many of us have childhood wounds that we have swept underneath the carpet. So many of us have childhood wounds that we um we covered up and we wouldn't let anybody see. So many of us have childhood wounds that we just would not expose. We didn't expose it to our friends. We don't want to talk about it when it comes to anyone close to us. We don't even want to talk to God about that thing. We don't want our wounds exposed. But I think that what is healthy is having the ability to expose it and to say, this is where I'm hurt. This is how deeply I've been wounded, God. And so I think about, even as I speak about this, I think about one of my favorite pastors is Jeffrey Johnson in Indianapolis um, of Eastern Star Church. Jeffrey Johnson um, gave an analogy years ago in one of his sermons, and he talked about how he had gone to the doctor and he said while he was at the doctor, he went to the doctor because um, there was something that was going on with his foot. I think it was his ankle that was really, really, really tender. And when he went into the doctor's office, he said that he sat down in the doctor's office and the doctor said, what's the problem? You know, what brings you in here today? And Jeffrey Johnson began to explain to him, there's something going on with my foot. My ankle is really bothering me. I'm in a lot of pain. And the doctor went to touch it. And when the doctor went to touch it, he winced. When the doctor went to touch it, he pulled his foot back. When the doctor went to touch it, he was in so much pain that he couldn't bear for it to be touched. And what the doctor said to Jeffrey Johnson was this. If I can't touch it, then I can't heal it. And so that is my word to you on today as you listen to this message. I don't want you sitting in pride, nor does God. God doesn't want you sitting in pride and not allowing yourself to admit that you have been hurt, not allowing yourself to admit that you have been wounded in the depth of your wound. What God is saying on today is, I need to be able to touch it if you want me to heal it. If we are going to get you healed, I got to be able to touch it. Your wound has to be able, it has to be exposed. And so as you listen to this, I pray that if there is anything on the inside of you, 
um, where you are holding on to some type of pain that has happened. If there's any unforgiveness on the inside of you, I pray that you would lay it bare before God. I pray that you will allow God to see your wound. I pray that you will give God the opportunity to touch it and to heal it. I pray that you will give God the opportunity to do that which you could never do on your own. When I tell you guys that God is truly a healer, I am not just talking about the God who heals all diseases. I am talking about God being a healer of your very soul. I am telling you, I am a walking testimony about the fact that God can heal your heart. 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 And even as I say this, I'm reminded of some things that have been coming up in my mind that have happened years ago, but were painful to me and how I'm working my, my I'm working through this process of acknowledging pain and honoring pain that I had and addressing it. And so I want to make sure that you guys know that there is nothing wrong with admitting that you have been wounded or hurt, okay? If God is going to heal it, he has to be able to touch it. And that means that you are going to have to expose your wound to him. You're going to have to be honest. You're going to have to be honest with God and you're going to have to be honest with yourself. You're not just mad. You're hurt. You're wounded. You're angry. You're in a place where you're having it you're having a difficult time forgiving and that is totally okay to go before God admitting. I also want to say this, the expression of pain does not make you weak. If anything, it truly reveals the strength that is within you. It takes a strong person to face pain. It takes a strong person to say, you know, that thing that you did when I was three years old, when I was innocent, you know that thing that you did when I came over um, and you had no business doing it? You you know that thing um, that you did um, in our relationship or in our marriage? Um, you know that when you betrayed me, you know that time that you spoke ill of me behind my back? You know um, when you cheated on me and when you stepped out on me? It takes a strong person to be willing to sit in their pain and to admit the pain and the harm that has been done to them. That is not weakness, you guys. That is strength. If I have ever seen it, it takes a strong person to face pain. And I just want you guys to know that it takes a strong person um, to sit down in a therapist's chair and to talk about all of the ways that their father's absence in their lives made them... Um, broken as it relates to relationships. It takes a strong person to begin to talk about how the fact that their family um, or that their parents never said that they loved them, that that impacted how they navigate in relationships now. It takes a strong person to admit that ever since I was hurt by this man, I never trusted anyone else. It takes a strong person to admit that I don't have a good relationship with women because I never had a good relationship with my own mother. It takes a strong person to admit um, that they're in pain. It, it takes a tough person to go ahead and face it. Okay, so moving forward, um, one of the things that I want to be very clear about is that there are two types of offended people. One 
those who were treated unjustly, truly, that means that whatever happened to you, we would all agree that was wrong. We would all agree, baby, that was foul. We would all agree, honey, if it happened to me, I would have wanted to snap and clap and everything else, right? We would all admit that. But then there's another group, those who think they were treated unjustly. And so for the sake of today, we are only going to focus on people who were truly treated unjustly, people who were offended, people who were wounded and it was wrong. If we look at the Bible, scripture says that the way they were treated was wrong. We are only going to deal with those people on today. Later on, we will talk about people who thought they were offended. Okay. People who, or who thought they were treated unjustly or thought they were wrong. And it's just a matter of perception. You guys know how that is. All right. So the last thing that I kind of want to share to end out this is, um, as it relates to acknowledging the pain of your offenses, I want to give you guys four steps to processing the pain of an offense. And here are the four steps that I feel led by the Holy Spirit to give you. This is not an exhaustive list. If the Holy Spirit leads you in another direction, by all means, the Holy Spirit trumps anything that I will ever say. I'm always going to tell you to be obedient to what God is speaking to you. Um, And as I read this list, I want to remind you guys that when I talk about acknowledging the pain of offense, that what I really want you guys to understand is though you are a spirit um, in a body, your body, um, your emotions and your soul, all of those things are important to be nurtured as well. And so I'm trying to make sure that you guys know that it is important to deal with the flesh side of pain. It is okay to deal with um, your thoughts concerning it and your emotions and all of those things. Oftentimes, we as Christians bury ourselves in the word or we bury ourselves so deeply into prayer or we um, we try to put on this facade that everything is well. We try to put on this facade. We'll throw out scriptures. We do all of this spiritual stuff, but on the inside, we are truly dying emotionally. And so I'm trying to get you guys to understand that what I'm getting ready to say to you is not super cliche stuff. It's going to be things that I find to be practical of dealing with the flesh side of it. Okay. So here are the four steps. The first thing that I want to say is that if you have gone through something that has been painful, if you've gone through some type of offense and um, you're not quite over it, or maybe you thought that you had forgave until you started listening to this message and emotions began to surface, here's what I think um, or I feel led to share by the Holy Spirit for you to do. Step one, sit with yourself and speak the truth of how you feel. You can say it, you can write it down, you can speak it to God, however you want to do. But in some way, you have to admit how you feel. And so for some of you guys, um, especially if you are a man listening to this, shout out to all of the men who listen to my podcast. I love you guys. Even though my calling is toward women, I am... um, 
I just see that God uses me in a lot of different situations and he doesn't discriminate. So shout out to all the men who are listening to this podcast. Men, if you're listening to this, I know that your tendency, your um, proclivity is towards anger. A lot of the times if a man is sad, it looks like anger. If a man is lonely, it looks like anger. If a man is frustrated, it looks like anger. If a man is um, hurt, it looks like anger. And so I know that that is your proclivity. But what I want you to do is process it. I want you to say, okay, I'm upset. (laughs) And then I want you to say, but why? And then when you go to the next step, you're probably going to say, I'm upset because my wife is not prioritizing me. And so once you get to that next step, I want you to ask yourself, um, what what emotion does that bring about in me? Because it's not just anger. There's something else. And so women, if you guys are listening to this, you can follow these same steps as well. But I want you to try to start processing through your emotions because sometimes we feel a thing, but we don't even know what we feel. And I try to be really good about checking in with myself and saying, I feel something. God, what is that? I've shared with you guys several testimonies of being in my closet and being like, Lord, I'm feeling something emotionally and I don't know what it is. You remember when I shared with you guys that I was in my closet and I was talking to God and I was like, God, thank you for sitting with me in my emotions. I said, Lord, I feel something and I don't know what this is. And God said, you miss your son, Ilana. And I just had a breakdown because God really exposed that which was um, causing me a lot of pain on the inside. And so um, you guys can even ask God, Lord, help me to sort through these feelings. I am all for inviting God into the healing process because God is a God who heals. But when God comes into the healing process, he is going to have you face the offense. All right. Um, The second step or tip that I would give you is to sit with whatever emotion arises. Don't rush it. Sit with it. It might be uncomfortable, but do not rush it. Sit with it. I have had to literally sit alone by myself and say, God, I'm upset with my son because of this. Or God, I'm 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 feeling this. Um, you know, and and I've had to literally sit there and as I speak the truth of my emotions, I will tend to break out in tears or fall into the floor. And sometimes y'all, I will just lay there and cry until I feel like I have gotten it all out. (laughs) And once I'm done, I do feel so much better. I don't know if you will. It may be a process. Maybe you have to keep going um, into a secret place. Maybe you have to keep going and sitting with yourself and let the emotions um, just stir up and come out of you. Maybe it's going to be a process for you, but I do know that it is healthy for you to sit with your emotions. Okay. Step three, if you feel led, go to the one who offended you and be open and transparent about being offended and what they did, how it hurt you. Okay. And I'm going to be clear that God is not always leading us to go to the person who offended us and It's not even practical that all of us would be able to do that because some of us have been offended by someone who is um, deceased now. Some of us have been offended and harmed and hurt by people who are long gone or people who we can't get in contact with or people who would never receive it, people who have a brick wall up. And so it would not 
even benefit us to go to them in any way. And so um, I want you guys to just be prayerful about that. You know, if God is leading, leading you in that direction, um, one of the things that you could probably ask yourself is, could I have an e can I have an e can I have a conversation with this person without in some way wounding them the way that they wounded me? <laughs> and so um, if you don't feel like you're at that point, that's, it's just something for you guys to consider. All right. So the last thing on my list is to pray and seek wise counsel. Not just any counsel, you guys. Some of us got friends and we think that we should be able to just tell them everything. And um, I truly believe that there are different relationships that are fostered and are in our lives and that God brings about for specific reasons. If you have a friend who is a confidant, who can hear you and there be no judgment, who you can say whatever you need to say to God, bless you. That's a blessing to have. Who can provide wise counsel? I think that is awesome. Um, but if you don't, there is nothing wrong with you seeking professional help. There is nothing wrong, wrong with you wanting to go to a therapist so that you can express your emotions and not have to worry about somebody judging you, not have to worry about what they're going to think about you because this is how you're feeling in this moment. You ought to be totally, you have to have some place where you are totally transparent and comfortable saying it and getting those negative emotions out, those negative thoughts, those negative feelings, have a safe place where you can do that. And I say pray. You guys, I'm always going to encourage you to pray. I'm always going to encourage you to read your word. I'm always going to encourage you to feed your spirit the word of God, to feed your spirit um, music that uh, facilitates worship and all of those things. But I do understand that there are times where you're going through something that is so painful that you cannot even pray. Where you're going through something so painful that you cannot even fix your lips to say, Lord, help me. And if you find yourself in a predicament like that, I want you just to find a person who you trust and just to ask that person to pray for you. It doesn't even have to be in that moment. You can just say, pray for me. Like, I just need prayer. That's it. Ask for prayer. There is nothing wrong with it. And so um, again, you guys, tonight's session, I wanted to make sure that I address the importance, the importance, the importance, the importance of acknowledging the pain of the offense. If you do not acknowledge the pain of the offense, if you keep it hidden, if your pride forces you to hide it, God cannot kill it. Nothing can change if you won't admit that there is an issue. And so um, with that being said, I am going to get out of here. I know my episode ran a little bit long, but I love you guys. I pray that this blesses somebody. As a matter of fact, before I let go, I want to say a quick prayer over you. Father God, I thank you for the one who is listening to this podcast episode. Lord, I thank you for being the God that you are. I thank you that you are a God that forgives. Even now, God, we come before you asking that you will forgive us for all of the ways we missed the mark. God, forgive us for all of the thoughts that we thought, God, that were impure. God, forgive us for all of the ways that we've sinned against you. God, we pray that in this moment that nothing would stand in between or nothing would hinder you from hearing our prayer on today. Father God, I pray 
for each one listening to this episode. God, I pray that you would expose any unforgiveness that is in their heart. God, expose unforgiveness if it lies on the inside of us. Father God, we want to receive your forgiveness and we know that the only way to forgive the only way to receive your forgiveness is to forgive our brethren. And so Father God, help us to forgive. God, help us to be um God, help us to be courageous enough to sit in our pain and to acknowledge the pain of the offenses that have been caused. Father God, I pray that you would lead us and that you would guide us in all things. Lord, you said, cast all of our cares on you because you care for us. And so, Father God, I pray that you would, God, be a comforter to the one who's listening to this who is in pain. God, be a be a comforter to the one who is listening to this where the wound is still fresh, oh God. Lord, be with all of those who are broken, all of those who are in pain. God, all of us who are working through a process of unforgiveness, Lord, we love you. We honor you, God. We cherish you, God. We seek to glorify you, God. Father, we pray even in these situations that you get the glory In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. Amen, amen, amen. I love all of you guys. Peace out. If you're listening to this message, that means that you finished this entire episode. And for that, I want to say thank you. If this message blessed you in any way, please consider supporting us by sharing the podcast, by subscribing to this podcast, and also by leaving us a review. We would greatly appreciate it if you can do those things. Again, thank you for tuning in. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Peace out.